So if you've come to this podcast looking to improve your golf game, if you think this is going to help you around the greens, folks, I don't know what, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Google it. We are guys on the back nine of life, the second half life. And we're going to be talking about being single and dating and all of that experience at this point. Welcome, everybody. Let's take the turn to the back nine. This is the back nine with Dennis Williams and Josh Mora. Okay, so Dennis, how you been? I've been great. How yeah. have you been? I've been good. Things yeah. are good. Yeah, Things are so good. Things are good. It's been a good. Can't imagine being summer. better. Yeah, for sure. A lot of travel. You've been traveling. Yeah, tons of travel. Always in the summer. Always busy and work travel, fun travel, all of it. Yeah, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Between us, we've done Chicago. We did together, yeah. which was great. We did. You did Vegas. You Cape did. Cod. You, oh, Cape Cod. Well, we bumped into each other in Cape yeah. Cod. I mean, Cal- bumped into California and Phoenix. Yeah, New York and Boston. Wow. I got and all out. over Florida. <laughs> and all, all over Florida before hurricanes came, because you do that here. Yeah. So that's what we're doing with our lives right now, right? Today's today's topic, by the way, on Back Nine, we're glad you're with us, is it's really about the dating world. It's for a lot of people. We've heard this from our friends, both male and female, both our age and younger One of the things that kicked off this topic was when we were in Chicago together, we spent some time with my sister, who is, thanks to the miracle of second marriages, 21 years younger than we are. And she was describing how difficult it is for her to meet guys through apps. And we were like, oh, ding, topic. Yeah. And basically, we gave her life-changing advice that we're about to give you. <laughs> well, we'll see if it's for her. You, <laughs> yes, we, you, we you're going to get life-changing know, advice. We know that we gave her life-changing advice. It, it, it simply was. And it was about like, the first thing we started with was what to put on your profile on your dating app. The do's and don'ts, right? We are both divorced. Yes. So this is dating after divorce in your 40s and 50s, which we are kind of experts at this point for for better or for worse right <laughs> yes yeah. mostly for better we're, entirely we're, for better we are, but so there were we some trials impart, we want to impart that knowledge yeah. on people who might need it and your sister clearly needed it yeah she was struggling with and she's cute right i mean she should get she's a catch great yes. personality awesome human being and just can't navigate it where did we start with the female profile when you're dating at that age Yeah. Don't start with what you don't like. Right. Be positive. Right. If you like Trump, swipe left. If you you like to fish, right. Right. Don't tell me what you don't like. It's an immediate negative, very bad move. I think so. I think one of the things that we like about this stage of life is the opportunity to be positive and the opportunity to have boundaries and say, I don't want to deal with the stuff that's negative. I just want to deal with the stuff that's good. I like to travel. Yeah. I like to cook i like to be by the water be by the water i like to be in the mountains i like to ski not like immediately swipe left if all right if if you're showing me a picture with fish right but well, but don't picture show pictures with fish. with fish either right from a guy's <laughs> perspective here's yeah. the thing this is like 101 if you haven't heard this yet don't show a picture with you holding the biggest fish you've ever caught 
don't do it. You know who you're going to oppress? No, no. If you show pictures with you holding a big fish is other people who like to fish, guys who like to fish. They're going to say, oh, that's a pretty big fish. Girls, <laughs> girls are going to go, yuck. You get fish guts and right. stuff. And he's going to be gone all weekend with the guys fishing. I want a guy who's around. Yeah. There are a lot of apps out there. It's confusing. So how do, how do you get started? I think you get started with the things that you enjoy doing and showing your personality and showing real pictures and not like fake pictures and all, or I don't know, just genuine stuff, right? That's what we did. And then one of the things we were going to talk about, what, what are the best apps, right? There's different apps stuff. for different things, right? right? If you're there to... Farmers only. I failed miserably at Farmers Only being a city boy. But right, if you're looking for a farmer, I guess you go to Farmers Only. But there's some that are more designed for trying to meet Mr. Right. And there's others where you're trying to meet Mr. Right now. All right. There are definite hookup apps and there's long-term apps. And there's ones where the women gets to decide after there's a match if they're going to then, they're the ones who are in control. Some women prefer that, right? They want to be the ones to initiate. And then there's others where... It's more traditional and the guy is supposed to be the one who reaches out. Yeah. Dating apps right now. Neither of us are on them right now. Or at least I'm not. I'm I can't not, speak no. for you. But we have experience having been on them. I we mean, have it, experience. It, <laughs> think about that, by the way, as a business model, right? For the, right you, the apps it's can't a, grow. If they're successful, they lose their customers, right? No, because there's a <laughs> divorce rate in this country is high enough that they're always recirculating the population. Right. Or, or the same people right. will be back. Yeah. It's either new people or the same people are going to last uh, a short period I could do, when, I, when I was on them a couple of times, you'd, I'd go on and, oh, that, and then you'd see the same one come back three months later. Oh, you're back. You're right? back. So sorry that didn't work out. Can right. we try again yeah, or whatever right. it might be? Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, what did you learn though? What did you learn with the, both in terms of women that you found attractive and what did you find in your experience of meeting people once you got through and connected and matched and went on some dates how did you find that the experience of being on the app translated once you got off the app and met somebody i will say this i learned that the guy pool out there is not very good for women there's just not a lot of high quality guys out there because so many did you is that's how you got there? it must be low <laughs> they wanted to go out with me the feedback i got is that the choices are not very robust out there for guys. So you mean in choosing yeah, guys women choosing in choo guys. and women choosing guys. So that's one of the things I learned. And I also learned that I liked doing the preliminary stuff to make sure before you even took that step on mm -hmm. going out with somebody like the texting and all of that. I like the, the modern world that you can get a little bit of a feel for somebody before you go anywhere, mm -hmm. right? yeah. before you have to meet them. That's the good thing about dating apps and the good thing about being able to pre-screen people even after you swipe, right? You still get a little moment where you can take some time to make that decision and whether you want to go out with them or not. So I like yeah. that part. The other thing was I did a bunch of this during COVID. So that part even became more important, right? Where you would spend a little more time with the back and forth. And I would recommend that. That'd be another piece mm. of advice. Take your time on that part of it. And don't waste your time. Your time is valuable. That's the other thing about being on the back nine. We're limited. We don't know if we're on the 10th hole or the 17th hole. So make your time valuable. Spend it in a good way. So don't waste a lot of it on, on people that aren't worth it. Yeah, we should explain the golf metaphor there. If you're on the 10th hole, you've still got nine holes to play. Lots of time. If you're on the 17th, you're almost at the end because right. there's 18 holes in golf. Right. I None of us really know. Yeah, I, I learned two big things. One was after connecting that women found that most of the men on the apps are liars. 
for a variety of it. They say they're six feet and they're five seven. They say they've got this wrong? job and they don't. They say they're financially secure and they're not. They say that they're interested in, in kids being around, but they're not. And so if you're authentic, I think that's important. And the other thing I learned is that it's a lot of it is about algorithm. And so if if you swipe right, the apps don't know how to measure what you like. So they're going to continue to send you everybody. But if you're pickier and know what you're looking for, right. they'll send you more of those of the matches that are in your wheelhouse. And it saves you time and it, it doesn't necessarily lead to more successful dates right. and relationships, but it does help you refine so you're not wasting your time with people that live a thousand miles away or whatever. I think I had the best idea for a dating app. I still actually think it would work. Like we talked about farmersonly.com. Yeah. I had creditscoreonly.com. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That, that So you get to know each other's credit scores, so they can't really lie about their financial situation right. at that point. And you're going to match somebody better who has like, if you know, we have a high credit score, you're going to want somebody else. You think, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to, or here's the other thing. If you do want to be the sugar daddy or the sugar mama, maybe you look for somebody with a lower credit score. You just decide like that's yeah. that's your thing, right? So creditscorely.com. Let's take a quick break. The Back Nine podcast is brought to you in part by Three Bridges Consulting. And look, I'm sitting across from one of the founders. At their core, Three Bridges are storytellers. They bring your brand to life with high quality video and rich still photography and they can help elevate your brand by finding the right distribution channels for the content they produce. So visit threebridgesconsulting.co. That's the number three, bridgesconsulting.co for more. Now back to the show. You know, I think we should bring somebody in about now. What do you think? I think so too. You know, I think we've got a, I think we've got a pretty good guess. We do. He was like the apps before there were the apps. Cause he was, he was great. He's great in the bar. He's a great guy. He's Denver radio personality, Eric Goodman. <laughs> and this is what has happened to oh, him thanks. since. See, this is what happens when yeah. you're old. You can't yeah. stay awake anymore. And he is older than and we are. And you have a morning show in Denver. You end up taking a lot of naps. That's what happens. <laughs> All right, so Eric, that's your cue. Nice to I see you, never, my friend. How have I, you been? I have never fallen asleep sitting in a chair. <laughs> this is your first podcast. I'd recommend going guest heavy moving forward. <laughs> Especially with somebody as humble as you. That's right. We'll be great. We're, we're booking you for all of our next shows, assuming this well, goes well. I have to tell both of you, of all the honors I've ever received in my life, this is by far and away the most recent. So yeah. thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay. We're is that Van Miller? Or? Happy to have you for your recency. <laughs> but let's pose the question to you. You've been single at different stages of your life, but now look at you. Successful conversion. It is well, possible even way, for Eric. By the way, of the three of us, he's the most married. He's I, the only one who's married. I, I That's know. correct. That's I, correct. He's I, the only I, one who's married right now. Take us through your journey of, of being single at different stages in your life and what you found in your most recent stage of being single and meeting people. I sat on the toilet and found my wife. I just kept swiping. It was the easiest. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, you can lie in bed and go shopping for a girlfriend. And honestly, I think the best app out there is something called Bumble. And for those that have, and that's how I met my wife, Mandy. There is Tinder that is similar to Bumble. And if I remember it correctly, Tinder, if you swipe a woman, correct me if I'm wrong, you can start texting them right away. Does that sound right to you? If you match. If you match. Yep. Yeah. On Bumble, if you swipe a woman, she has to swipe you back in order to communicate. No, when you match, she has to text you first. You can't text her right away. So they both have the same match algorithm, right? right. You match with somebody. 
if you match with somebody in Tinder, you either one can start the conversation. In Bumble, the woman has to start the conversation. That's yeah. the difference. And that, they have the advantage on Bumble because they get to pick who they want. Actually, I think it's the, to the advantage of the guy because you can sit and swipe all day if you want to, and you're not wasting your time texting somebody back and forth on Tinder because you can write this whole long paragraph and you don't get a response. Right. If she swipes, you know she's interested. You've done the work for me. In all seriousness, I found uh, that on Bumble, the woman having that control, having to take the first step, led to a more confident, more sure of herself woman. And I also think that because there is that safety lever that you're describing, that the woman is the one who has to initiate, Eric, that it it led to a better quality of person, a more professional, and by professional, I mean in work, <laughs> not sex work, a professional, accomplished, you know, a, a career-focused right. kind of woman. Right. No, no, career, people who are accomplished in their ambitions. A so little, little yeah. context here. We've known each other for a really long time. We should probably tell the story. It's fairly interesting. We were all broadcasters back in Buffalo in our 20s. Yeah. And Eric's the only one still in the business. He was a very well, popular is... sports radio show out yes. in Denver. And we got divorced at the same time. We were all in Vegas together. We were single all at the same time. But Eric, tell the story about your divorce. I mean, in, well, the, in the sense of what, in Vegas, what happened when we were together? Most people get married in Las Vegas. But before my ex-wife and I decided to get a divorce, the three of us had planned a trip to go to Las Vegas. And I think the day that was the deadline was like November 1st or something like that. And Dennis, you came out, I believe, a day later. And I remember when I got to Vegas, we stayed at the Aria. I was talking to my attorney on the phone, and she said, all you have to do is sign the paperwork. I said, I'm in Las Vegas. She goes, we'll fax it to you, and you can sign it. And Josh, you and I walked downstairs to the business office, and I signed all the paperwork. Yeah. And boom, I was suddenly divorced. It was... It was great. It's a good and, place and, to be suddenly divorced is Vegas. And Eric, to, to my point earlier, since you were listening and I know you weren't asleep, what, what did I tell you about being single? What you said to me was, you said, Eric, you're going to clean up. And he said, <laughs> That's exactly what you said. You said, you're going to clean up because you're a decent looking guy. You have a good career and you're nice. He said, your competition are all these crazy guys out there. They're all making you look good, whether you're good or not. There's so many bad apples out there. At least you're decent. And so you're going to be, women are going to find you far more attractive because I'm not crazy. And Josh, you're not crazy. And Dennis, you're not crazy. Let's so not rush to judgment about any of that. Oh. You're not, for sure. And you have landed a great lady. But wait, for, did you clean up before Mandy? You know, no. When I got divorced. I had my past life doing all of that stuff. And for me, I just wanted to meet someone. For me, it was about, it's not that I was necessarily ready to jump into a relationship, but I wanted to meet somebody I wanted to spend time with. Mm -hmm. I think all of you can agree that, and women would say the same thing about the person they were married to. When you are in a marriage at the end, you're just beaten up. You're getting the shit kicked out of you. And you're told you're this, you're not good enough, whatever it is. And then you meet somebody new and suddenly they make you feel like maybe I'm not as bad as my ex thought I was. And they appreciate you. Maybe they'll, they'll laugh at your jokes or whatever it is. <laughs> Unlike your ex, 
where there was nothing that you could do to become interesting. So it was like this whole new world. It was like the Wizard of Oz, where she's in black and white and she opens the door and suddenly it's all in color. Everything is in technicolor and you have a yellow brick road and you get to walk as long as you want to down it and you hope you don't date a munchkin. <laughs> Unless you're into that. That's another website that you referred me to, Josh. Forgive me. I thought it was I thought it was your speed. The other part about getting beaten up, that's another topic for another podcast uh, at some other point. Eric, sum up for us, if you would, your experience in dating, advice that you would give to anybody who is getting there for the first time or the second time or the third time about just how to approach from your what you would want to see from somebody who yeah. was completing their profile. I can say this very simply. When you get married for the first time, you are looking for someone because you want what you are looking for, what's important to you. When you get divorced and you start dating again, you certainly want what you want, but you are also looking for what you just can't tolerate anymore. Mm -hmm. So say you were married to someone who is late all the time. That is a trigger for you. And you can't take that anymore. So boom, I can't date you. Somebody who's financially irresponsible. That was a lot of fights that I had with my ex. I'm not saying me personally, but generally speaking, if you had a lot of fights with your ex about finances and money, and then you find that you're dating somebody and, and she's just like all over the map, you can't tolerate that anymore. If let's say your ex wasn't a good mother, and then you meet someone, you could tell the way she is with her own kids, that's a trigger for you. So it's what you want, but also what you absolutely don't want anymore. You can't tolerate. I can't live with anymore. And you were able to discern that going through the apps or going through as you met people, wherever you met them, at the drugstore, at the at the post office, or wherever you were encountering someone who set you up with somebody, you were able to discern that pretty quickly. The, the one thing, this is what I find interesting about guys when it comes to dating. At least this is what I heard from other women. Guys, generally speaking... When they go on a first date, they like to talk about themselves. They don't do a lot of listening. They talk a lot about themselves. And in theory, they are trying to impress the person that they are with. Mm. I make this much money. This is my job. This is the car that I drive. To me, the best way to date is I just sit and ask questions. It's almost like an interview process. I already know who I am. I feel confident enough who I am. So I'm going to ask you about you. And when I listen to your answers, I'm going to find out, is this somebody I want to go on a second date with or I don't want to go on a second date with? Plus, here's the added bonus. Women want to be heard. So they are just talking and you're just listening and you are the hero because in their right. last marriage or their last relationship, you know what the problem was? He just didn't listen to me. And boom, you're golden. Yeah, the key the key to life really is being curious, and that's one of my favorite words. So mm -hmm. you you be curious about the person you're sitting across from. Eric, I do remember when you met Mandy. I remember that call after that happened, and you said, "I and I don't come from the school like of it being that quickly." And I was I full transparency was skeptical. She's the one I'm going to spend the rest. Like you knew it really quickly, like first date or second date. You knew. It's because I asked a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> I found out a lot about her, what her professional life, her how she was as a mother, maybe how she viewed politics and all kinds of things 
that I wanted to know about her because all I'm thinking to myself is on the first date is, do I want to go on a second date? I've gone on a lot of first dates. Very rarely would I ever go on a second date because at the end of the day, I knew it's not like I'm going to change her. This is who she is. And I just found things that it's not that I didn't like her. There were just things that I really wasn't into. And I knew after a couple of dates with Mandy, there certainly was potential there because there was a lot of symmetry between us on how we viewed life, how we viewed our careers, how we viewed parenting, all of those things. So I was all excited to give it a go with her. And because she has no taste in men, she bought me this shirt. It's fantastic. And Eric, we've we've taken in that shirt. We've taken up a lot of your time. You. Uh, I've taken a lot of notes. Great oh, to see you, my friend. Somebody, Josh, you don't need notes from me. Dennis certainly doesn't need notes from me. He's way over his skis, and so am I. I haven't met your girlfriend either, or I haven't met your girlfriend at all, and clearly she has no taste in men. This is, there's no debating that at all. I'm with you, my friend. Yeah, thank yeah. you, buddy. Great to see you. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. All right. Eric Goodman. See you guys. Rocking the uh, sports airwaves in uh, in Denver, Colorado. He, so. is, he is a legend. He is a legend. In his own mind. Yes, indeed. Sure. Yeah, I was just going to say one of the things, when he says you're you're gonna crush it, you're gonna kill it. When I said that to him, what I mean to say, and this is what I want to like leave everybody with, is yeah. my piece of advice: if you go through a divorce, because it really is, regardless of whether you're happy, unhappy, how it all happened, it really is one of the worst things. We're making light of one of the worst things you can go through in your life, and you really do. There are moments when you feel like you're just not even going to be able to get up from that, from get from getting knocked down. And what I, and I said to Eric because it was said to me is that you're going to be okay. That's what I was saying. Of course, you're going to kill it. All those kinds of things are fine. You say it to guys. That's what you say. But at the end of the day, it's like from your experience and and anybody who's going through it right now, you you just have to get to the other side of it and you're going to be okay. There's there's lots of opportunity out there. There's lots of people that'll love you, want to be with you, want to spend time with you. Um, You just have to be confident in that, know that. And trust that and uh, and look to the future and not dwell on, on what's happened that's behind you. Yeah, and I would just add one other point to that, too. When it comes to the apps specifically, it's that they're just one way to meet people. And the whole process of finding your way back into successful, healthy relationships post-divorce is see how you are with other people. See how you are with all kinds of different other people that seem like they would be great, people that match in certain ways and people that maybe are entirely different from the kind of person that might have otherwise been attractive or that you were attracted to. And when you learn about yourself and you learn, to Eric's point, what the things are that you cannot tolerate anymore and you can discover new things that you do enjoy that you maybe hadn't opened yourself up to before, that leads to successful later relationships. Yep. And be curious. That was my favorite thing that Eric said is ask a lot of questions when you meet people. It's it's much more fun as you get later in life to learn about other people and other things and all of that. It becomes way more fun. You already know, like he said, enough about yourself. Find out more about other people. We hope our audience takes that advice to heart and is curious not only about this topic, but curious enough to come back to listen to another episode of The Back Nine coming your way very soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Back Nine podcast. Please like, follow, and share, and leave us a five-star rating and a review. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred platform.
The Back Nine is produced by Janine Stella and recorded at Pixelworks Studios in Delray Beach, Florida.